Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Stephen Bassett. Steve is the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group, founded in 1996. Then the government imposed embargo on the truth behind extraterrestrial-rated phenomena. He has spoken to audiences around the world about the implications of formal disclosure, and he's back on Coast to Coast. Stephen, always a pleasure. How are you? George, it's been a while. It's great to be with you. Great. Lots going on in the world of ufology these days. My God. God, yes. Uh, since the last time I was on, about 14 months ago, so much is happening, I can't keep up with it. And that's my whole job. Let me, get your, let me get your first reaction to the congressional hearing several weeks ago. What did you think of that? Mm. Yeah, that was a milestone. Absolutely. May 17th. First hearing on the UAP subject since 1968, a mere 54 years. Congress always gets around to something eventually. Uh, and I, it, it went exactly as I expected, and I was thrilled with it. Not everybody was. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> they, they, uh, the expectations are high. The frustration is great. And not most people don't have the, how would you say, the, the larger picture that I had the luxury of having because they haven't been following this thing for 26 years, particularly from a political point of view. And so, uh, and, and some people just knew. They, 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 you know, millennials, born 1990. I mean, they don't even know, a lot of them don't even know Roswell happened, don't know who Stan Friedman is. But in any event, uh, they were expecting so much more, and it just didn't come, and so they were angry. But that's not what's going on. And, it, and one of the reasons I've been doing a lot of interviews is to try to give people a perspective of what's really happening so that instead of being angry and frustrated and grinding their teeth, they can enjoy it more. Because actually, 
it's kind of funny in a way. Uh, so uh, that's that's my basic take on that hearing. Um, it it was limited. It was exactly what you'd expect for a, uh, an initial step into the issue by Congress after all those years. They brought two functionaries up from the Pentagon who weren't picked because of their great research in the subject. They're just high-level people who manage stuff. And they came up and they tried to answer some questions. Um, they, they talked about some policy. They talked about this and that. Uh, and uh, the, the panel conducted itself pretty well. No game playing, no showboating, pretty much nonpartisan by and large. That was nice to see. A couple of interesting things did happen during it, which I noted. Uh, and um, that was, a, that was a, uh, the, the intention. Set the table for what's coming next. Now, in terms of the notable things that happen, which I'll mention, and I know people have heard this before, uh, a, a, a congressman by the name of Mike Gallagher, Republican, he either came with this idea or he was asked to do this. These, these, these hearings, there's some organization behind the scenes. They just all show up and freelance it. Sometimes they will coordinate a little bit, see who's going to do what. And clearly, what Gallagher was to do was to set the stage for the next hearings. And so he, 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 in, in his questioning, he suddenly brings up the issue of Malmstrom Air Force Base, which is non-trivial, because that is the, that is the realm of nuclear weapons tampering That's in the presence right. of UAP. That's dangerous. Well, it's just it's just a sig- very significant uh, piece of it's a, it's a, it, event in the history of this phenomena, and the, the Department of Defense has absolutely ignored it as best it could for decades. They want nothing to do with it because to even go there puts them in a very tough position. So they just try to pretend it never happened and the witnesses don't exist. But boy, oh, and, and they've tried to get the Congress's attention, Bob Salas, Robert Hastings, and the other witnesses for decades. No good. He brings it up. Now, Bray doesn't. Bray may or may not have known about Maelstrom. He may not have, and so he says he hadn't heard of it. Well, everybody got upset about that. I get it. What's important is it got brought up. And then he did something else. Gallagher quickly mentions the Wilson Davis notes, which I know you've done some shows on. Yeah. And and says, well, this is a controversial thing, and uh, I uh, I asked permission, uh, no objection, to put it in the record. And of course, Carson immediately says, yes, it's in the record. Nobody even raised an objection. Now, the Wilson Davis notes are not trivial uh, because if they are what they are, and I happen to think they are, that is the kind of thing that, in front of a hearing, would be very explosive. Now, they are controversial because Wilson denies it all, but I understand why he would have to. Davis doesn't say anything. Davis is the real deal. And so he's put that in play. These are things that most people would not even have thought that much about. But for someone like myself, and I know some of my colleagues, that was a big deal. The word extraterrestrial was used. Um, and, well, and it was over in an hour and a half. No harm, no foul. It's all good. So that was a that was a beginning. More hearings are going to be coming soon. Now, what is your take on what NASA has just announced, and that is to form a committee to investigate these as well? Ah, okay, all right. For me to answer that question, uh, I need to I need to prep it with a couple of things. You know, you know how I love metaphors, George. You do. You're, you're the best guy. at that. Yeah. 
All right, here is, here is what, in order to sort of get a sense of what's happening, without taking too much time, I want you to imagine this. It's the classic line in the sand. It turns up all the time in movies, right? And you've got this line in the sand, and people have said, you know, you gotta, you gotta, if you're, if you're going to do this, you've got to step across the line, right? And so imagine that there's a, a lot of people, and some people actually standing in for organizations, and then others simply people. And they're all standing shoulder to shoulder. And a line in the sand has been drawn in front of them all. And that line in the sand was drawn basically on December of 2017, when the two New York Times articles were published, along with gun camera footage and so forth, which really launched this five-year extraordinary era, which I consider to be the last weeks and months of the truth embargo. And what all these people have in common is, and agencies, is that one way or another they're connected to the UAP issue. They know about it. They may have been involved directly in it. Uh, they are people of stature whose opinion would be considered very important. There are agencies that have been brought into it, whatever. These are all people that could very well face some interesting questions if the president were one day to confirm, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, there's extraterrestrials here. And they all have a decision to make, and that is, do I step over that line? And what does that mean? What does stepping over that line mean? It means, do I step into the UAP issue, or do I stay behind this line and wait it out? Now, you may say, hmm, well, why, why would they do that? Why would you bother? And the answer is really simple. When disclosure takes place, which can only come from the President of the United States, the confirmation event, there are an awful lot of people and entities and organizations and so forth they're going to be facing some pretty tough questions. Uh, it may not be as bad as they think. It may be far worse. But they're just going to be facing some tough questions. They won't necessarily come from the public, but the journalists, who obviously are going to be in the middle of one of the greatest stories of all time, headhunting for Pulitzer Prizes, they're not going to be holding back. They're going to want to ask all the right questions of all the people and find out what the hell happened. And it's going to get dicey. All right? Very nice. And so uh, what do you do? Well, if you see the, the writing on the wall, what you do is you step over that line and into the issue. No matter what your history is, no matter what you knew or didn't know or when you knew it, the point is that if you, if you step into the issue, at least you have done that. You have shown that as this thing is coming to an end finally after all of these decades, uh, I am putting myself out there. I'm saying some things. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm trying to help. Okay. And the effect of that will be to, how would you say, mitigate, perhaps, what they're going to deal with post-disclosure. All right. So you got that line. Well, guess what? Over the last five years, a whole lot of people and entities have stepped across the line. We could spend the whole night talking about them. But let's talk about one of the most important ones, and that, of course, is NASA. What NASA did a few days ago, which means that what Senator Bill Nelson, the NASA administrator, did, and by the way, I assure you that Senator Bill Nelson wasn't just picked out of a hat. He was the absolute perfect person to become the administrator of NASA in the final days, weeks, and months of the truth embargo. Interesting. Former astronaut, senator, who sat on the Senate Intel Committee. And I think a believer. 
uh, well, I'm going to go further than that, right, <laughs> in just a second. Uh, the, he is the guy. And so he is the one, basically, to make the announcement that NASA has stepped into this issue for the first time. Right. For Ever. the first time, yep. it has stepped into the issue. And let me assure you, of all the various people that had to make, of entities or people that had to make that decision to step over that line, NASA was in probably one of the most difficult positions. I mean, really, really tough. So in order to get that across, I'm going to take your audience uh, uh, down memory lane a little bit. And I want to go back in time. I want to go back to 1958. What happened? Now, 1958 is when the National Aeronautics and Space Act was signed uh-huh. by the president, which created NASA. All right? Now, and that would have been happened, Eisenhower at the time, right? Uh, yes, that's right. All right. Now, as it happens, that was about nine months after the Soviet Union launched its satellites, Sputnik 1, right? And they didn't waste any time. And nine months is about as quick as you could get a whole program together, get an act together, get it run through Congress and signed by a president. Uh, they panicked, yeah, so didn't they? Yeah, I'm sorry? They panicked. I, well, maybe, but there's a, li- there's a little more to the story. Uh, so uh, the point is that the Soviets put the first satellite. Apparently the Soviets got better German scientists than we got. In other words, their paperclip. Program is a little better right. than our paper. And program. We had, I thought we had the best with von Braun, but maybe we didn't. Well, you know, nine months is not a lot of difference, but nevertheless, they beat us they there. They beat so us. NASA's created in 58. Okay. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Can your savings weather an economic storm? Think about what you've put away for the future. Inflation can render cash worthless. Real estate can crash like in 2008. Economies built on a mountain of debt can fall like a house of cards. And there are very few physical assets you can invest in that can stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia. It's why people are flocking to it now and why birch gold is busier than ever. Through a little-known tax loophole... 
Birch Gold can let you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. And the best part, it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket to make that change. To learn more, text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Let me ask you this again. Can your IRA or 401k weather an economic storm? If not, call the people I trust, Birch Gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. I remember my kids. I was a kid then, Steve. I remember my parents, the look on their face when they heard about this satellite that was up there that was really no bigger than a basketball. But, I mean, it was this panic, like, they've got this thing, we don't have it. I remember Mm -hmm. that. Sure. I was 12. I remember it as well. Um, However, there's more to it. Because, you see, 1958, when that thing was passed, was just to the month. Uh, No, it was the month of October. I think it was October. But it was uh, just... um, six years after the events of July 1952 in Washington, D.C., when the ETs decided to party over, Washington, over the Capitol for a couple of weekends, uh, creating quite a stir. In fact, I would say that that was far more of a panic, probably, than, than the Sputnik. Um, and so just six years, just 11 years after Roswell, all right, we, we start the space program. Now, let me be clear. The Soviet Union, when it's, when it's working with its German scientists to build, quote, a missile to take a satellite up, and American scientists and German scientists that are working to get our space program going, they knew there was an extraterrestrial intelligence. The Soviets knew there was an extraterrestrial intelligence here in 47 because they got, they got the info on, uh, on Roswell pretty quickly, just like they got the info on the Manhattan Project. Hell, they, they probably they probably had the secrets. They got the secrets on the Manhattan Project before Truman did. So they knew. We knew. And so everything that happens going forward is being driven by two things simultaneously. One, the, quote, Soviet threat, and vice versa, the American threat from their point of view, and the reality of the ET presence. We're not alone. And you have to keep both of those in mind as you try to understand what the hell is happening and going forward. Okay, so that's 1958, and so NASA gets launched. All right, but NASA has a problem. All right, a very big problem. It is going to be the civilian space agency, which means wow, it's all about space. And the interest in and and, and Project Blue Book is underway at that time. Uh, the uh, NICAP has been formed. The interest in the subject is growing. Keo is writing books. Clearly, there is a growing interest in this subject by the overall population. The Robertson panel addressed it in 53, and they started the plans to contain it. But nevertheless, it was a significant factor. And here's the space program. So naturally, uh, they would expect that the space program is going to be a huge target for all the people that are seeing this phenomena and want to know what the government's doing about it. And so they had to deal with that, and they dealt with it in a fascinating way. Here's what they did. In the National Aeronautics Space Act, uh, there is a couple of very key – it's a long act, but there's two key things that are absolutely critical. And right in near the front, Section 102B is the core statement. Uh, Indulge me, if you will. The Congress declares that the general welfare and security of the United States require the adequate provision be made for aeronautical and space activities. 
The Congress further declares that such activity shall be the responsibility of and shall be directed by a civilian space agency exercising control over aeronautical and space activity sponsored by the United States, except, except that activities peculiar to are primarily associated with the development of weapons systems military operations or defense of the United States, including the research and development necessary to make effective provisions for the defense of the United States, shall be the responsibility of and shall be directed by the Department of Defense. And that determination as to which such agency has responsibility for and direction of any such activity shall be made by the President in conformity with Section 201E. So what they've just said there is that, look, NASA gets into anything that has defense implications. That is going to be determined as to whether or not the Defense Department takes over, and the president will be the key player. Wow, think about that. But it's meant that if NASA, whatever, if they, if they find a, 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 a toy on Mars, right, that clearly didn't get there by a, 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 a human rocket, uh, that's NASA, that, that's Defense Department. Anything pointing to extraterrestrial reality outside, right over the Defense Department, they were handcuffed from day one. But it gets more interesting because they refer to Section 21E. Well, what, what's in 21E? 21E is this. It says, in conformity... I'm sorry, in conformity with the provision of Section 102 of this Act, it shall be the duty of the President to survey all significant aeronautical, develop a comprehensive program, designate and fix responsibility, provide for effective cooperation between the National Aeronautics Space Administration and Department of Defense in all such activities, and specify which of such activities may be carried on concurrently by both such agencies, and five, resolve differences arising among departments and agencies of the United States with respect to aeronautical and space activities under the Act, including differences to whether a particular project is aeronautical and space activity. In other words, the president, through the Space Council, was going to decide what NASA could do, particularly in all matters of defense. That's since 1958. Okay, right? Great. And for the next years, that was the situation, except right, Eisenhower didn't, didn't really have much to do with it. He didn't really pay attention to it. When Kennedy came in, he was, under the act, supposed to be chairman of the Aeronautical Space Council, but he gave it to uh, his vice president, gave it to Johnson. That's right. When Johnson came in, he, he didn't get involved in it. Uh, may not have put anybody as chairman. I don't know. I need to look it up. The point is he was tied up with the Vietnam War. And when Nixon came in, he's tied up with the Vietnam War and then Watergate. And so essentially not a whole lot is happening. And NASA is relatively safe with respect to the issue, meaning that from 58 to 73, if they even saw anything, filmed anything, defense takes over immediately so that NASA became pure. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.